Welcome to the dance house. 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 Hey guys, welcome back to the dance house. This is Hannah. This is Wendy. Welcome back, guys. And this is episode two. Woot. Woot. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are going to be talking about the importance of self-certification and certification within your staff that you're hiring at your studios. Yeah, super important as we're heading into registration season. I know a lot of studios have early registration and always that struggle more so in the city uh, to set yourself apart and to brand your studio and uh, just to promote what you have to offer and when you know parents are out there searching that's one of the big things they're looking for is uh, certification Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was our first point today that how parents kind of see the certifications that you're able to offer within your studio and that kind of instantly gives them I'm going to say peace of peace of mind or ease of mind um, that the the studio that they're enrolling their kids in will be like a safe place to learn and also a lot of times parents don't even understand what those certifications are so they come in and they see you know certified uh, this this and that but it's important that uh, as a studio owner uh, instructor at the studio that you're explaining to these parents what the certification is and and um, and promoting it within your studio and being proud of the certification um, instead of just having plaques on the wall with your name and you your know, credentials exactly yeah totally um yeah and why why is that important it's important for so many reasons it is super important it's important well first and foremost because you know parents are the people that we're dealing with every day they pay the bills they pay the bills and and they're the ones who are sort of allowed to tell you what they want for their kids exactly (laughs) yeah and it it, like um like you, you know we were discussing what kind of environment that provides for their child in this day and age everybody's looking for that safe place yes of learning um knowing they can leave their child there um and not just that uh, professionalism and i think too um there's a goal at the end uh of of all this and i think if without the certification um there's no progression there's no progression of learning totally Um, you know, and that's even talking about, um, you know, credentials can be what they are, but in all honesty, if your credentials do not offer examinations, um, it, it really um, doesn't progress the students in the way that the examinations do. Yeah, and, uh, yeah the way that the syllabus is designed that's as well. Right. Uh, a lot of, one thing that a lot of people don't realize, parents and, you know, your customers and your clients, is that the syllabus has been developed exactly for that reason so that you can progress through it and you start at one place and you want to keep progressing to the next and it's something in their hands it's tangible Mm -hmm. it's a diploma it's a mark it's you know it gives the parents a sense of um i guess worth where their money has been spent yeah and that it's you know uh, parents will spend you know their hard-earned money providing their kids are leaving their learning and they're happy and they're in a, in a you know, again, a safe, safe environment while yeah. doing that. It's something awesome for the kids too. Yeah. It's something that the kids have and they can say, okay, here's what I did. Here's what I safe. accomplished. It is safe for them, safe for their bodies mm-hmm. when you're learning uh, in a progressive way. 
So um, again, offering exams, super super important and we all know as dance studio owners and dance teachers and uh, educators that um it takes a lot of work because exams aren't you know your entire class plan they're a portion of it so you know the parents have to understand that those exams are going to cost a little bit more money Mm -hmm. but they're going to pay for it yep they're going to pay for it it's that extra above and beyond just you know acknowledgement that their child has achieved yeah it's a good for the kids as well kids kids get to learn skills they get to learn you know goal setting and prior prioritization or prioritizing is that a word prioritizing and and what it means to kind of study and to achieve results and what it means to be under pressure Mm -hmm. like heaven forbid they have to be under any type of pressure these days and I feel you know we all know what it was like back in the day doing exams for myself like oh my gosh you know there's you know you know for me it would be uh you know Sandra Purdy or Rene Collins or you know like Anne Marie Oliver and you have these like uh these people you you look up to and you take workshops with them they're coming to your studio and now they're examining you right in front of you literally (laughs) under so much pressure but that's what you know that's what uh that that skill is essential to success for those kids absolutely yeah, not just for their dancing, for a future for in their life. For everything, life right? building skills. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So that's um, one thing that's, I think, something that everyone should be able to offer. It, it, it makes the kids accountable. It makes them accountable for their work. As we were preparing for our acro exams last night, that's what I said to the kids. I said, we've given you everything mm-hmm. and we're still coaching you through this exam, but you now have to be accountable. And it puts it on them and... The exam day comes and they're put under that pressure and lo and behold those kids are the kids that do their exams are the ones that progress Mm -hmm. uh with a strong mind and uh it's super important i can't say it enough yeah the proof is in the pudding yeah (laughs) or in the syllabus yeah so i mean we can talk about some of the syllabus we did talk about it the other day uh we discussed um of course, the Canadian Dance Teachers Association, which is a nonprofit organization, um, it, it's you know between it, um, CDTA and BATD, they've been lo- the longest running syllabi that I am aware of um, for stage for jazz tap, um, acro, and I know um, some of them do have a ballet division as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but CDTA is uh, like I said, they were kind of the founder of the syllabi and you know developed this. Uh, group of people to this day that that group of people that everybody still knows each other yeah um and then there's pace yeah um performing arts educators of canada yep and um they also offer exams in jazz tap um acro and i believe they also have a ballet division as well and urban as well and urban they have an urban and acro i believe as well yes yes yeah which is uh you know these are all different ones like if you're looking to get certified you know make sure you do your research Mm -hmm. uh make sure you cater these you know syllabi like you know to to your strengths and your needs and your studio strengths and needs that's right yep and then of course there's adapt which um you know we've been fortunate to add to our our academy over the past uh decade um, our studio was primarily a Canadian Dance Teachers Association studio, um, which has been great. Uh, but B and I had students that wanted to get certified, 
adapt um, seem to be a better fit time-wise and just the um, quality of what they offer you know adapt isn't a nonprofit, and uh, Brian and Faye Foley are so passionate about what they do and that just seeps through them the whole time you're getting trained their standards are you know very high so I mean I strongly recommend adapt they do their certification in tap and jazz and then of course they are um, they endorse the acrobatique mm-hmm. and I think that's been going now for about five or six years yeah. Uh, with great success as well um and then with the acro too there's the acrobatic dance arts as well and then you have your ballet division i mean every studio has their own um, method of ballet that they teach and we don't need to get into that too much um but if you're looking for a, a strong ballet studio you know again they need to be offering exams and that goes for everything now obviously you know we're not talking to parents here but there is no syllabi for hip hop and uh, but with that said, that doesn't mean don't you know get off your butt and go take some hip hop classes yeah. or take a workshop or, or learn or the learn history. It. Learn the history. It's huge. That's, that's what I'm big thing. on this year. Oh, Teach your kids the history. It's very important. Even with uh, the Canadian Dance Teacher Association, I learned so much about history in um, you know so many areas. And same with Adapt, mm-hmm. like just the history, uh, the essays we had to write. Um, you know the just the continue continuous learning throughout um getting certified and learning the history and the kids love it yeah they really like it they They, do they really enjoy it and you can make it so fun for them yeah we one thing i did this year is i have i have this big tattoo on my back of ginger rogers we're talking about i said something about fred and ginger and it was kind of a joke and like none of them laughed they didn't even bat an eye Yeah, yeah and i was like whoa 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 yeah wait a second you guys don't know you don't know those names do you and they were like nope yeah so So i got i got some dry erase markers and i turned my mirrors into a learning board yeah that's amazing i gave them all an assignment and i said learn about these dancers and learn the history of the impact they had in your dancing that you're doing right now and it was i've never seen them so in um kind of passionate and so eager to learn so that well, was we're not really they're cool. not dancing they're now like using their brains and they're doing schoolwork and that's you know it's bridging together yeah. so they think that's really yes. cool too right and um you know when i worked at the high school doing the dance program um i remember i actually learned quite a few things yeah. by having them all research the history of every discipline mm-hmm. and uh or you know you know the dance world who's who's responsible for the changes yep. over the years and and things like that. So I actually walked away going, wow, I just learned. I learned uh, probably as much as they did. It was, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And it's just something that you can share together. And, uh, you know, it's really good to do around maybe February when you're getting through that time, the kids come back from, you know, winter holidays mm-hmm. or kind of like, oh, it's dark outside. Nobody wants to come yeah. out. And uh, it just maybe changes it up a bit for them. For sure. Mm-hmm. We did ours at the end of the year post recital yeah we had classes after recital yeah yeah yeah. which was nice we don't do that but you know what when you do and a lot of studios don't have a choice yeah uh because they can't rent the venue when they want to Mm -hmm. um that's a great idea and they leave the year feeling accomplished mentally and you know and kind of refreshed kind of inspired i had one girl who came back the next week and knew every single word to Liza with a Z every single word and she had never heard of Liza Minnelli the week before that so that was super cool yeah Yeah, I I don't think a lot of teachers realize the power 
um, that we have to educate these dancers and uh, we should be continually thinking of challenging them in every single way so you know with that said like I mean there's so many different things you can do to challenge them with uh, with uh, you know I had the kids okay guys this is more so for tap mm-hmm. go home and write it out yeah I want it ri- written out um, because if they can't write it and they can't say it they can't do they it they won't do it yeah or they right? won't remember it because a lot of the kids don't you know if you're trying to teach by counts or a lot of the kids will be receptive to that but and again a lot of them won't be and they need to actually have to think about what they're doing and write it down mm-hmm. so and I've kept some of them I have some of them from like 15 years ago and I just look at them and the way they spell the names and you know it's, it's kind it's, of adorable yeah it's it's the best <laughs> right so I mean anything you can do to 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 gain knowledge for your students and educate them with history um just facts terminology um, terminology is huge yeah. and we we have fun with that game we did a dictionary this year that's at my great studio. Yeah. Yeah. a ballet dictionary yeah. so i had each of the kids go home i gave them one or two however the seniors did two and then the little guys did one and they had to create a page yeah for the dictionary yeah. so they could put diagrams or pictures yeah. they had to do the meaning they were allowed to they had to put it into words that they understood mm-hmm. so that when they read it back to me, they knew exactly what it meant. So there was no copy and pasting. Yep. There was no, yep. okay, did it. Yep. Here's my copy and paste off Google. Yep. So it was good because then by the end, we have this this book that we made mm-hmm. that everybody contributed to. Mm-hmm. So that was a kind of a cool one this year that they really enjoyed. So that's an idea. Yeah, and I mean, if you're running any type of camps over the summer, or you're running Christmas camps or, you know, kids love even scrapbooking, like putting together yeah. a you know like like kind of the same idea in a to z and like having them can you know spend the week doing it and putting mm-hmm. it together and then and we did that with the scrapbooking and we would display the scrapbooks out and people to this day still look at them yeah that's and it's great. uh you know it's 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 again it's engaging them in a different way dance journals too yep. are a good one for camps yep. give them a book and yep. then they can keep it in their bag all year yeah so if you ever need them to write anything down they have a book yep write it down it's in there yeah absolutely better great, be in great there yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> um one more thing i wanted to touch base on as far as the certification is that when you become a part of a syllabus or a certification organization you and your students then have this this awesome benefit of being invited or you know have access to exclusive events and exclusive workshops Absolutely. that are being held by that organization that you wouldn't otherwise have access to yeah please don't go get certified and then stop yes there's no point join the community you need to be on board you need to you need to continually educate yourself there's always revisions And anybody that says revisions are unnecessary, uh, I've heard it so many times that people get upset because, you know, well, now you have to buy the new papers Mm -hmm. or, you know what, do you want to be part of a syllabus that does not revise? Yeah. No, you don't. Right. And so appreciate it and evolve with it. And like, I've just seen so many people get certified and then they walk away and um, just to have it, just to have it. And it's just, it's just not going to be good for them and their students. Yeah. The dance world is constantly kind evolving. of morphing, yeah, evolving and morphing into new things. So twenty-two years later, and I'm still, uh, you know, going to workshops and taking classes here and there and doing what I can. Uh, you know, I wish I could do more, but you know, a lot of people I know are just, you know, coasting it yeah. and they're like, "Oh, this is good," and no, that's not the attitude to have if you want greater success for for your business. Absolutely. 
All right, let's move on. Um, other certifications or kind of certificates to consider. Um, first aid. Super important. Um, we have a, uh, um, a lady that comes in that certifies us together and we will open it to the public as well to make sure she gets enough to, you know, to make the workshop happen. So it's, um, you know, that she, you know, profits from it right. and walks away with some money in her hand. Uh, but I, I mean, over, like I said, 22 years, um, Probably the worst incident we had was uh, a, a girl that was told to not um, be in the dojang because my brother had some martial arts uh, room in our studio, or he did it, you know, anyway, at the time, but um, she was told not to go in there. There's a sign on the door, the door is shut, and sh and we actually had just removed all the kids out of there, and I turned my back, go down the hall, and sure enough, she goes back in. She's wearing high top running shoes and those floors are sticky. Yep. Tripped and fell and busted her arm. Uh. And it was visibly broken. And uh. my staff, um, the lady at the desk, could not deal with it. Even if she was certified, she could not. She was white, so I had yep. to come out and deal with it. And uh, you have to keep them calm. And I mean, I could go on about it. That's why this is important. Um, so the first thing we did, we, we tended to her, got her stable, got her arm resting, called, well, obviously we called her mother first. Um, and then, um, you know, from there out came the incident report. So we carry them in the front of our, um, attendance books in each studio. And I cannot tell you how important filling out that incident report is, uh, for your own safety and so the parents can look at it yeah you know what your child was told to not go in yeah. there you don't want to take responsibility because you know you do anyway you yeah. still feel horrible that that child wasn't even supposed to be at the studio you're not a you know we can get that's a whole other topic yeah, another topic but another day. um that was the issue and um it, it uh the, your staff has to be able to respond to those things and as quickly as possible yeah it's important when you're filling out an incident report that you do it right away because your brain forgets things under yep, pressure. Absolutely. Like if you wait to fill out the incident report form until later on, chances are you're going to forget something. Yep. You're going to forget a detail and, you know, and it just, I think it makes the parents feel um, that you're being accountable to the best you can. Yes. And I mean, you don't ever want to admit that you're wrong or that you've, you've done wrong, but at the same time you have to cover your, you cover yourself and make sure that child is, you know, safe and taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, first aid CPR, that's all kind of together. It's good to have, though. You never know what's going to happen, and these things are sort of out of our control. Well, and the worst thing is you don't want that student then walking away and the parents going, oh, yeah, she broke her arm. At, you know, they broke her arm. At at just blah, blah, kid. blah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, broke their arm. And, you know, yeah, they didn't even do anything about it. They didn't care. No, you have to care. Um you know, you have to, you know, even with calling an ambulance, if you have uh, better safe than sorry, call. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's important. Make sure you have your staff on top of that first aid CPR. For sure. Um, a new one. Now, this is one that I think, like, previously to, you know, me being a teacher wasn't as popular, but police screenings mm -hmm. of your staff and kind of background checks. Um, they're... The policy for those is kind of different everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I know that in Ontario, where we are, in order for me to get one, I had to have a signed 
request from my employer on their letterhead saying I require this for you know for Hannah Burkholder blah 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 um I don't know if wherever you know in different jurisdictions if you can just walk in and kind of get one or but I know where we are if you're in Ontario you have to have a letter requesting that from your employer so if you are an employer just know that that's something that you're going to need to have to provide for your staff if this is something that you're requiring and I think people are most likely um, familiar with these now too because you know I have children and I've volunteered at schools Mm -hmm. and I've had to get police checks yeah they're very common it's great to have and um, again you're protecting yourself you're protecting your business you're protecting your staff that's something that you can advertise as well like all of our staff are you know yeah they're first aid trained they're that goes so long and they are all police screened that's right so you know that's giving you that one up already that's right on you know joe down the road who owns a studio that doesn't offer any of those things a lot of the times the parents aren't necessarily looking for the studio that has a thousand trophies that Mm -hmm. travels to new york city and you know has kids and so you think you can dance or that caliber they're literally just wanting their kids to do something after be subjected to dance Mm -hmm. or if they're mommy i want to take dance class so these things are more important than totally. those things. So yeah. this is where, you know, we're trying to just talk to you guys about just taking it back to, to making this stuff, you know, the, the foundation of your your um, registration campaign. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, one more thing. This is more for studio owners. Um, local business owners associations. Um, again, they're different in every single town, but a lot of towns have them i've been looking into this a lot recently little committees that you i think you you buy into them yes, are you, you a part of one uh, biz, the bia where i am in gravenhurst unfortunately has their meetings when i'm working of course so we will do events we will take uh, kids to perform perform at uh, their local events and, and things like that we do a lot of uh, which is a whole other topic but we do a lot of uh, community um, a lot of free performances and stuff within the community so we'll support the the bia here in town mm-hmm. and, and as much as we can but you know, like I said, I don't, I, I can't get to the meetings because right. I'm teaching. Because we live on the other side of the world. That's right, we do. Else. Yeah, yeah. So again, we do what we can. Uh, you know, try to keep posted. I do get emails here and there from them, and uh, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. I live in a small town, so I know yeah. everything and what's going on. That's true. You know, anyways. Yeah. But yeah. So yes. When you're in a bigger city or town, or if you're new sure. to a town, exactly. if you're opening a studio in a town that you aren't exactly familiar with you're not going to know a lot of people obviously so joining a committee like that is going to give you you know the connections that you need to to make your business kind of stand out in in your town yep which is good so those are all kind of other things to think about other than you know your certification on paper Mm -hmm. is just kind of involving yourself with other things yeah absolutely because that word of mouth travels and it just escalates into, um, you know, just people will talk. Yeah. You know, oh, did you meet, you know, so-and-so and she's opening in a studio down yeah. by the library yeah. and this is so wonderful. And then, you know, all because she joined the local business exactly. owners association. Yeah. 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 You bet. All right. Um, the next section that we are going to do is an open discussion. These are things that we have not discussed yet yes. that we're just going to talk about right yeah, now. We're just going to talk. We're just going to talk. Yeah. We haven't even looked at this part of our paper yet. Um, so these are questions that I sort of have for you because you are experienced in all of these things. Okay. And 
I am not because I'm still quite new and young. Um, so this is all stuff that you're going to be kind of an expert on yep. that I think people would like to know. Um, so my first one is, are your opinions on what you look for or what to look for when you're hiring staff, when you're hiring a teacher? So for us, it's uh, because we're in Gravenhurst and we're in a small community. Um, the first thing I look for is, you know, a connection with the kids. Do the kids respond to this this person? Um, that for me, it does. Does this teacher fit in our where our mind is and what we're trying to do with our studio? Yes, we want to be able to have students go on and have a future in dance, but we also don't want to have the kids dancing more than twice a week. Right. We're not a hardcore um, competitive studio. We do compete a lot. Um, you know, uh, but our kids do dance, you know, five hours max a week, but that's just my, what I want for my studio. I yeah. want the kids to be able to join the soccer team or the volleyball team. Yeah. Or I don't want them to eat, sleep and breathe dance. I and want... that's changed in the years. Absolutely. Sure. It has. Cause when I was dancing with you, it was different. It Absolutely. was different. I was there, I think five days a week, that's right. but yeah, then again, I didn't do but nobody wants to commit else. these days. Yeah, nobody it was different wants to back put then. in the time. So as a business owner, I'm going, how am I going to keep these kids? Because if I force them to do five hours a week, they're going to quit. Yes. Or not five, more than five. Yeah. You know, if I made them do five days a week, there's no way I'd get that. Yeah. So I have to compromise and figure out how I can get quality, not quantity. Right. And that's kind of my whole thing. So that's when I'm hiring a teacher, I'm looking to see if that person is going to fit in that little bubble that yeah. that I have created um but the first the first thing I do I get emails all the time mm-hmm. where do they live do they have to travel because that's a huge one because yeah. you know right now that that teacher's not probably going to make a few of the classes especially so that's, here the weather is terrible yeah in the winter here yeah <laughs> I don't even know how many bus cancellations almost like two weeks I think of full yeah and you don't ever want to risk their life either no. um but again you you know, that's, again, a whole other topic about yeah. canceling classes and policies, which we can discuss at a different time. Mm-hmm. But that, to me, is important. So if they're within, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, that's safe for me. I, 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 I like that. Um, so, yeah, are do they fit in our, um, you know, do they fit in what we're about in our goal, in our mission with the studio? Um, are they likable with the kids? Because that's number one for me. Number two, what is their certification? What is, and what is their specialty, right? So for instance, you know, I teach everything, but the older I get, I'm, you know, gearing a bit more towards the acro and the uh, tap. And I don't do hip hop as much anymore, whereas I used to teach a lot of hip hop. Um, so, you know, where are they gonna fit for me? Because you always wanna have to utilize their strengths, right? So, um, so then after that, I would, you know, I would obviously follow up with an email and talk to them. And uh, then I would have them come for an interview. And then from that interview that I have with them, um, I would also ask them to bring videos of their work. And then from there, if I feel that this is gonna be a good fit, then I will hire that teacher to come in for a workshop. And this is a big topic for me, a little bit of a sour topic for me because um, I've had a, a student of mine who went on to teach who, as an interview was told that she had to teach a workshop Mm -hmm. 
So, and I think it's actually a lot of, it's very common, but I completely and totally disagree with it. I can't even tell you how much I disagree with that because you are, if you've gone through those processes of emailing them back, uh, getting their videos, interviewing them, now they're going to, and I hope to God you're doing that before you have them come in and teach a workshop. Yeah. So now you're bringing them in for a workshop and you're not going to pay them. Oh, yeah, so what is that to me? There was a big discussion on the uh, on the Facebook page, Dance Teacher, Dance Teacher Network. Network, yeah, huge one. I, and I, I, I exactly got really upset about, about it because I'm like, you know, that's their time. They're doing a class plan. Um, you know, they're traveling. They're traveling, and the, you know, you've already done the interview. You've already done. You've looked. You know, they put the videos together for you. Um, you know, and so to me, if you're hiring a professional or somebody you want to be valued how do you how can you um justify that when you're not going to pay them right and say that well it's part of the interview process well that's bull i'm sorry but that's how i feel about it yeah so you know you pay for what you get and i mean if you get to that point and you're like okay let's have them in for a workshop then they you shouldn't even shouldn't be a question Mm -hmm. so i hope that i'm reaching some people here i'm not trying to stir up anything because a lot of people just probably do what their teacher did oh well my teacher we had to just come and you know, do the, do the workshop as an interview. So, you know, to me, it's super important that, you know, when I'm hiring somebody, so that is like the final straw for me is how they interact with the students and I will have them teach, you know, whatever it is I want them to teach, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the year or throughout the season. And, um, I will try to give, give them or him or her a few different, uh, age groups and uh possibly even a day of camp like yeah just something you know and i don't tell the students that this is somebody that i'm potentially hire which right. is also not right which was also a discussion on there you don't tell your students that oh we're trying this is right. an interview yeah <laughs> you know like <laughs> i don't even understand that no this is a professional who's coming in to teach a workshop please welcome yes and then there's no expectations the right. kids don't know any different yeah. and they're going to be oh we're doing a workshop and you know, you know what I mean? And, and you, you, you know, you could have the kids pay for the workshop and then that would pay for the fee mm-hmm. of the teacher. But I mean, you know, I don't think it's really good to offer anything for free, to be honest to your students, um, you know, because uh, then they just expect it. So, you know, have them pay 10 bucks a piece or have them, we're going to do this nice workshop for you. And this teacher comes in and you really get to, to see what they're all about. From yeah. that, you should be able to know whether they're a fit for your school. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good, a good process. Mm-hmm. Um, things that are an instant no when you are hiring. If things they say I, 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 I the whole time. If they're trying to sell me with their promo video of their, you know, their dancing days, their professional career, um, that's a no for me. Um, I think just as you get older too, you. Just have a sense of whether somebody fits, mm-hmm. uh, even probably by the first email. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's uh, I look at that person and I think, would I want that if I was a paying customer, and I and with this person, the way they're speaking, the way they're standing, um, they're you know, are they professional? As a parent, would I be acceptable to that? Right. So that's kind of how I look at it. I yeah. look at it from a parent's perspective as well. That's I think that's smart. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. What you because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're your customers. Yep, and they're paying the bills they again. Are. The parents yeah. are paying the bills. The kids can come home and say, 
you know, whatever they want. But at the end of the day, it's the parents that are going to make the choice. Yeah. And if the kids are coming home all the time complaining, complaining, complaining consistently, then you're going to get a call. So if you, if you feel that that teacher is going to do that, then... That's a no. That's a no. And I think if you're, you've been around the business, you truly know. And if you're not sure, pull in a, a colleague. Pull in a mentor, somebody that uh, I had my dance teacher help me with my first recital. I had her sit alongside me. You know, what do you think about this? Like, do what you got to do because at the end of the day, that's your business. Yeah. And I've been there, done that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, those are good notes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I've been getting into recently is offering assistant training within your studio. Mm-hmm. Um, basically because... I have, I've been teaching at two studios now for over three years and my assistants have become, you know, my right hand men, mm-hmm. my right hand girls. Yep. Um, so I wanted to be able to offer them some sort of training within the studio so mm-hmm. that they are trained to the way that it works there specifically because they're still dancing That's there. That's right. Um, so just different things that work and different things that you think could really benefit your kids from offering that in in their studios yeah for me I've always been very um, adamant about my assistants um, being in high school yeah um, there's the odd time we've had a grade eight student help and assist with a pre-dance like age mm-hmm. three four um, so what I like to do is bring the kids in over the summer so I have a lot of camps all summer, and that's when I start bringing in my grade sevens and eights, typically grade eights, but sometimes grade sevens. And I um, teach them how to spot, which is huge. Yes. Um, I have to leave the room for one minute. Please take over. So they learn the warm up. They learn, the, you know, how the class runs. Um, but that's what that assistance for. And it's your job as the instructor to make sure that that student knows exactly what's expected of them. Mm-hmm. Because so many, far too many times, you know, even, you know, at my own studio, um, we have assistants and I'll walk by the room and they're sitting on the floor or they've got a, you know, a drink in there and I like lose my mind. And I'm like, you know, I, I cause I'm so strict about that, but, um, you know, you, they're, they don't understand how much they're looked up to and they have to be treated just like the instructor in the room. And if you treat them that way, then they're going to act that way. Right. If you don't engage them and you don't, you know, make them part of the class, then they're just going to sit on the floor. Yeah. There's nothing else for them to do. And then you're going to get upset. So it's your job to make sure these kids are, if you want them to start warm up. Um, when I assisted, I did all the bar work with the, with the kids. Mm-hmm. I just was at the front of the bar. Um, and then as I got older, I would go around and start correcting them, um, you know, hands-on, um, just, you know, consistently on them. But um, the, it's super important to acknowledge them too yeah. and, and make them feel, you know, worthy of, of being in there, that it's a privilege. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um conflicting oh this one um so as most of us do we work at a million studios doing a million different things Mm -hmm. um when you are hiring staff or whether you already have staff that are trained in different syllabi so say you hire somebody and they are trained in one and you are you know certified in another um how do you decide which syllabus will be taught so that's the issue so for me because we are we started cdta and went to adapt the syllabuses are 
somewhat sil- mm-hmm. or similar, but with adapt, it's more um, a little bit more demanding, I'd say, in, in the, the uh, performance end of it. So to me, that's how I would approach it. I think all these syllabi truly have a lot of similarities. So for instance, my new teacher I had this year does Al Gilbert mm. or was raised on the Al Gilbert syllabus. And so, you know, I've given her the adapt work and I said this is what you're going to be teaching so I helped her develop a class plan for like a pre-junior jazz and so you know in the same with the tap like you know make sure they're learning time steps make sure that so as a studio owner you have to sit down with your teachers and go this is what we're going to do yeah uh you know this is what I want what can you add to this right what what does your syllabus add to this and I bet you any money if you make it right you can merge both of them yeah Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody's going to be learning how to do retire, releve. They're going to be learning how to do pirouettes. They're going to learn how to do batman. They're going to learn how to do a jeté. You know, it's all the same. So as long as they're teaching, you know, kind of what you want, the core, yeah, and the results are coming, then that's what that's what matters. But it's up to you to make sure that you're very upfront with that. Yeah, that's good. I don't believe the merging thing, or I don't believe that the separate is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, you know, if you have a child taking jazz with Miss Tammy and she's teaching, you know, pace and this teacher over here is teaching adapt and, and see, and this is the thing we told, we went back to the beginning of this talking about examinations. So if you're teaching examinations, that teacher needs to be able to do that work and Mm -hmm. teach it throughout the year. Right. So to me, I feel that, um, as a studio owner, you have to make sure that there's, that doesn't happen. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I had the question because at one studio I work at, I was certified in acrobatique and they were certified in acrobatic arts. Mm-hmm. And we both had, I think it was an age like four or five, you know, little guys acro. Yep. And we were like, oh, we both have the same age. We're going to need the same results coming out of this class. Yep. So we had to kind of bond together and decide What's what, yeah, and... what are we going to do? What are we going to teach? How yeah. do you want to run the class? And... Yeah. And that's good that you did that. And you two did get together because a lot of people wouldn't have done that. Yeah. But again, take it back to the studio owner. The studio owner should have known that. Yes. And should have dealt with that. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Those were my questions for you. Yeah. I hope I answered them. You did. Those were good. Yeah. Those were good. Those are, I, I feel like a lot of people my age have those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're we're the newbies yeah and you're out looking for work a lot of the times and you know I mean you have your goals and what you're doing but essentially you still have to teach yeah you still have to make money till you get to where you want to be and like I said you're selling yourself when you're going for an interview you are selling your brand and yourself and like I said if you've got your credentials what like you know that is super important for all you dance teachers and educators out there do not let it slide get certified if it takes you five years because you're having a family you know you have kids you have you know another business you or you're have, poor because you're a dance teacher or you're poor because you're a dance <laughs> teacher then that's something that you've got to go you know what i'm going to put aside a little bit of money or talk to your studio owner and say yeah i need you to know make what this can happen. you can you help can you help me and I guarantee that dance studio owner is going to help you whether they you pay for it and you pay them back or whether they pay for part of it it's 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 showing them that you you care and that you're passionate about learning yes and uh i can't say it enough um if you're not certified you need to get certified yeah it's without question uh it's going to give yourself value and it's going to help you know sell your 
yourself to wherever you're working. And it's going to bring so much wonderful things to your students. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thanks, Wendt. Yep. That's it for today. We made it. Thanks for listening, Thank you so much. Um, So again, check out our website, www.thedancehouse.com. I'm going to throw up a little blurb about certification, some links for you guys to look at. Um, We are on Facebook and Instagram at The Dance House, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.